message this morning. It's a toughie, okay? Need you to sit up, listen. It's going to change your life if you want it to. It'll help you. If the first audience is any indication of what, and I'm doing the same message, both services, just for a few weeks. I, I usually do two different ones, but right now I'm going to stay with this one for a little bit. But uh, boy, 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 a lot of people raising hands this morning. This is why I need this. You know, I would ask a bunch of questions and wow. So if that was any indication, it's going to hit some hot buttons. Amen. So here we go. Say that with me, those three words. I've got this because you can't handle it. Last week we talked about judging. And that's funny because we think we can do that one, don't we, in the church. Matter of fact, we become experts at it in the church. I think all judges on the judicial bench should have to go to church to learn how to really do it. God help us. I mean, I'm telling you, they're crazy. They're crazy. They're crazy. Amen. So anyway, but here, and we're crazy in the church. We could teach them a t- thing or two. Not good sometimes, okay? But judging's not a good thing. We talked about it. Let God handle that. Amen or oh me. Amen? So, today's another topic. We'll see what we do here in just a little bit. Let's keep going. So I've got this. Divine wrath. Divine wrath. That means God's wrath. Divine wrath. And human anger are mentioned over and over again in the Bible. Repeatedly. Keep pushing me, buddy. Matter of fact, in the Old Testament alone, say this with me. There are over 600. How many? 600 references to wrath or anger. I'm just going to tell you something. Anytime you see 600 anything in the Bible, that's a lot. Okay? That's a lot. Anger is an attribute of God. It's an attribute of God. What do I mean? It's part of God's nature. We were made in the image of God. So you have anger too. Okay? We get angry. Okay? But God, it's one of His attributes. Matter of fact, say that with me. In Scripture, say it with me. It's mentioned, anger, God's anger is mentioned more times than His what? Love. But you would, you hear people sometimes, you don't believe in that, you know, I just believe in God of love. I don't believe in that God of anger, that God of wrath. You know, my God wouldn't send nobody to hell. You ever heard that before? Well, I don't know who your God is because it's certainly not the one in the Bible. Did you hear me? But see, here's the difference. God has divine anger, divine wrath. And we'll just keep unpeeling this onion, see what we can find here today. The Bible never criticizes the anger of God. You won't be reading the Bible and go along, you know, well, God, you shouldn't have got angry. You don't see that. God's anger is never criticized. But listen to me. Say that last part with me. But it warns, the Scriptures warn us of what all the time? Repeatedly. Repeatedly. Repeat. So you know what I found out from doing a little math? God ain't the problem. God and hell and God and wrath and God and what God does ain't the problem. We the problem. When it comes to anger especially. And we're going to talk about it today. Not just anger. We're going to look at a bunch of different layers. The Bible says, be not hasty in your spirit to be what? Angry. For anger rests in the bosom of who? Fool. You want to see a fool? An angry man. Or an angry woman. Men don't just hold this thing to themselves. These women out there, there's meaner than a snake, okay? All right? Ill as a hornet. All right? It's a two-way street. It's called humanity. 
Humanity has a problem with anger. All right? The Bible says not to be so. It's not good for us. Keep pushing, buddy. He that's slow to anger is better than the who. But see, I'm big. I'm bad. I'll whoop your butt. Okay? I mean, that attitude. When it actually says the person that's slow to anger is far more mighty. Did you hear me? Yes or no? This is what the Bible says. And watch this. He that rules his spirit, he that rules his spirit, then he that takes a what? All right, yeah, but I've conquered this. I've conquered the other. I might have got this wrong in the first service. I didn't see it correct, correctly. But, but uh, the bottom line is, if you rule your spirit and you guard your spirit and you keep short tabs on anger and things like that, and bitterness, and wrath, and vengeance. God says you're, you're mightier and stronger than somebody who's taken cities. That's quite the job you've got to just take care of you. Amen. Say. It's a big deal. Matter of fact, Mitchell, Mitchell wrote a song to this years ago. We ought to have him sing it sometime. He wrote it on this verse. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man works not the righteousness of God. You can get as mad as you want. You can do as whatever you want to do to people. But it is not the righteousness of God. Okay? He doesn't need you to do his anger management. On, you hear me? Yes or no? He doesn't need you to be in charge of anger for him. Got it? Yes or no? Doesn't need that at all. Doesn't work the righteousness of God. And here's the question. When it comes to anger, God can do it. It's okay for him to do it, but I can't do it. It seems like there's a double standard. I thought I was made in his image and his likeness. Why don't I get to do it? Why don't I, I get to be you know, angry? Why can't I get even with people? So God can get angry and that's okay, but I can't. Why? Why? Say it really loud with me. Say it loud. Because of what? Because God is what? And I am what? Say it one more time. Because God is, and I'm not. Yeah, but you don't understand. That's just a line you use. You'd be surprised what I understand. And what other people understand. But they choose not to do it because it's wrong. And you choose to do it because it feels like it's right, but it ain't. Anger. Bitterness, wrath. We're going to talk about it today. We need to be very careful when it comes to anger. The message series, what are we calling it? I've got this. Because you can't handle it. There's certain things we think we're okay with. We think we can do it. A lot of times we're doing it because we're getting by with it. Let me, let me see some hands. I'm going to do, I knew this question this morning in their first. How many you would not live with some out of control, angry human being? Let's see some hands in the audience. It wouldn't happen. It wouldn't happen. I did that as a witness to the rest of you. Or if there's one or two in here that think you're getting by with it. There's a lot of people, they wouldn't put up with your crap. Did you hear me? Yes or no? I know this is strong. I'm not trying to be ugly to you, but if I'm, I want to be strong. I want to do right. Amen. Say. Amen. This is a message for Gary, too. We need to let God handle our anger mess. Say that with me. We need to let God handle our anger mess. Can you say that word mess? We need to let God handle our anger mess. Okay? So, we need to be careful. Because anger can turn what? 
That's my word. Anger can turn ugly in a heartbeat. Let's just do another poll. How many had some anger and it turned ugly? And you, you, you regret it now, but it turned ugly in a heartbeat. Let me see some hands. Uh, that's about half the audience. It turned ugly in a heartbeat. How many got in some serious trouble in your life because of some anger issues? I mean, I just got me some trouble. That's a third of the hands. What does that tell me? This is a real problem that we need to let God handle. Are y'all okay with this? And you might say, well, I'm good. You ain't good. You're going to have some problems. You got some problems. You're going to have some problems with anger. You're going to have some problems with some bitterness. You're going to have some problems with some stuff in your life. As long as you live on planet Earth, you're going to have some problems. So this is a good message for all of us. But now this stuff can turn ugly. Why can anger turn ugly? God can handle it, but I can't. Well, it turns ugly in a heartbeat because we're sinners. And guess what? God ain't. God's holy, holy, holy. You ain't, ain't, ain't. Got it? That's why anger with us can be a problem, whereas anger with him, it ain't. Because his is divine. His is righteous. Amen. So why does this turn ugly? Well, because we misinterpret circumstances. How many ever did that? Wait a minute before you answer the question. How many, you, you, you got mad. You got mad as a hornet. Got angry. Maybe it bothered you really bad. Maybe you had some problems. But later on, you realize, you realize you're the one that sort of read the situation the wrong way. And it wasn't what you made it, but you went ahead and blew your top anyway. Let me see some hands in the audience. That's at least half again. Y'all some angry people at the Fellowship Church. I'm going to tell you something right now. I said to the first audience, you do not want to mess with me. Because you've got angry people sitting all around you that will whoop your tail. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> Here we go. Come on. We misinterpret circumstances, and God never does. See, he's righteous in his anger because he sees it. Yes or no? Let's keep looking. Why does it turn ugly? Because we feel what? Threatened, and we react how? Quickly. Now, this is most folk. Not everybody does this, but most of us, we would probably check that box. Somebody hurts us, does something wrong, we feel threatened somehow, some way, and we react. But see, God never feels threatened. And God sits in the heavens, the Bible says, and laughs. Laughs. You're going to mess with me, God says? Are you kidding me? People on this planet think that God's, you know, he's asleep at the wheel. He's not asleep. He's not asleep. Everything's getting recorded in a book and other books. And everybody, small and great, will stand before him. And every knee will bow. And every tongue will confess that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And you can try to rewrite the Bible if you want to. God's not threatened by that. Did you hear me, yes or no? You and I would be a lot smarter, a lot wiser, if we'd humble ourselves and start saying, when the Bible says it, it means it. Thus says the Lord. Amen? That's what I've learned in life. God doesn't feel threatened. Why, do we, why does it cause us problems? Well, because we respond with what? Vindictiveness. 
We're going to get even. We were taken advantage of. We were hurt. And so we're going to get it back. We're going to hurt them. But God, he responds not with vindictiveness. He responds with what? Righteous judgment. See, that's why he's God. I'm not. God says, Gary Clark, let me handle this. You can't handle it, boy. I've got so many stories, and I try not to tell too many because I won't get my work done here on stage today. But the point is, years ago, I'm going to go ahead and tell you this one. Years ago, I came to Calvary Baptist Church when I was a young man. They voted on me to serve as, uh, you know, one of the pastors there alongside my father-in-law. And the people loved me to pieces. And I loved them. I was young. I'd come back from seminary. I got married there. It was great. How many remember you were, some of you were there. Amen. Some of you, Miss Chris, you were at the church way back then. Amen. Yeah. But there was one man. When it came voting time on me, because I got to vote on you and all that mess. And so they voted on me to come in. And everybody voted for me, except one. Did I focus on the 99% or did I focus on the one? I focused on the one. And I could have some choice words right now, but I'm not going to say it. But it really bothered me. And the guy that, that didn't vote... He was a pain in the rear. He was a problem. I mean, that was life. But it bothered me. And you may have heard this story before. But so one day, it really bothered me. And so I got in my truck. He lived about probably 10, 15 blocks from the church. I was in my truck. I let it fester. And I was going to go down there and beat the crap out of him. And that's just the truth. That is the truth. No doubt about it. I was young, I'd have crushed his head. There's no doubt about it. And here I am driving. And the Lord speaks to my heart. Now, he don't speak out loud, but some of us need to listen. (laughs) You hear me? And here's what he said to me. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. You know? And it hit me. I realized, wow, I am an idiot. And I turn my truck around, I go back, and I don't know if this was God or not, I'm just going to tell you the story. About three, four days later, and this guy was a church problem. He caused a lot of problems for people. But he was doing some work around a sprinkler head. You know what sprinkler heads are? He's cleaning out the grass. Well, here in Florida, you better watch out for something called fire ants. They love them things. And he reaches down there, and fire ants come up his arm. And the next time I saw him, I was visiting him in the ICU. His head swole up about three times like a giant balloon. I walk in, I'm feeling bad. Bad for him. But I'm still a human. So I walk in, I look at him. And all I can think is, all I was going to do was hit him. <laughs> I was just going to hit him. That was it, man. I, what's, the, what's the moral of that story? I don't know all that stuff, how God does things. But why don't you let God take care of people? Yes or no? Yeah, praise the Lord. Won't you let God take care of people? 
And whether it's God doing it, if they're that stupid, they're probably going to have some problems later and somebody's going to get it to them. Yes or no? Amen. How many would say, Pastor Gary, I identify with that story. I've done something similar in my life, and I, I turned it over to the Lord, and I watched him do his business. Let me see some hands if that's the God honest truth in this room. Amen? Why don't you let God handle it? He can do a lot. lot the guy did get a little bit better. I'm just going to tell you that story. Thank God. I want him to get better. I didn't want him dead. Anyway, keep looking. Why do we have problems with anger? Because we get what? Emotional, lose control. How many would say that? Something happened, I got emotional, and I flat out lost control. Let me see some hands. Lost control! What I'm, what I'm saying is God says, guys, you're really not good at this. I mean, before Adam sinned and pledged everybody into sinfulness, we might could have handled it. But since we're all sinners now, we're shot. When it comes to dealing with this. Amen? I'm God, God says, you're not. Retribution, vindictiveness, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Amen? So, God never loses control. He always has it together. Amen? You can pray to the cows, come home, say, God, I just hope you lose control all over on them people. But he ain't going to do it. He's always going to do right. Amen? Keep looking. Why do we get angry? Why is it a problem for us? Why does it turn ugly so fast? Well, because we get what? Fatigued. That's a fancy word for tired. We get wore out, we're tired, and then we respond how? How many would also say, boy, 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 this is me. I mean, when I'm tired, when I'm tired... I can have a short fuse. How many else would say that? Boy, when I'm tired, I can have me a little bit of a short fuse there. Amen? You see what I'm saying? We're not making excuses for it. That's why we need to let the Lord handle it. Amen? See, God never gets tired. Never. He always responds how? Correctly. How many made, made a bad, you really blew up sometime when you were tired before? Let me see. You really did it. You did it, man. You did it. You're wrong, right? Flat out. Flat out. So, all this is true. This is just simple. It's not hard to see. I want you to see it with your eyes, though. I want you to see why I need to turn my anger. And anger is more than anger. It's got a lot of tentacles. I need to turn this over to the Lord. Because we do what? It turns ugly because we get what? Embarrassed. And then we do what? Absolutely. This happens. Not only we feel threatened, we get embarrassed. I'm sure we could see a lot of people who got embarrassed before and you, you, you lashed back out. Which makes it worse. Amen? God never gets what? See, God's big on God. God loves everything about himself because he's perfectly holy. God ain't big on you. Now, God loves you. And he demonstrated it by giving his son Jesus for you and me. He doesn't love us because we've got our act together. Oh, look at him. I love him. He's got his act together. God ain't found nobody like that yet. Amen. Say, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Is that correct? Jesus came to seek and to save the ones that had their act together or the lost. The lost. We're only fooling ourselves. 
God's the only one that has his act together. God's big on God. He ain't big on Gary. He loves Gary, but he don't look for my approval. Amen. Yes or no? Amen. He's God. Okay? So that's why God's God. We're not. We need to let, we need to turn this over to him. And I'm making the case strong. You might say, Clark, you're just driving me up the wall. Well, good. Somebody needs to drive you there. May as well be me. This is important. I look at you couples. You're married. If you're anything like Kim and I, we're two human beings. How many knows right now Kim is nicer than me? Let me see some hands. How many thinks Kim is not nice as I am? Let me see some hands. You're pathetic. That's horrible. <laughs> the truth of the matter is, she's a lot nicer than me. But we, we got married six years ago. Two human beings set in our ways. You're going to put us together in a house. And you're going to throw two little children in there with it. This is craziness. And so we have to, we struggle with this from time to time. But if Gary and Kim are going to make it, and we are, ain't we, baby doll? She loves the snot out of me. I'm just going to tell you that right now. But the thing is, is that we have to give things to the Lord. I'm flawed. She's flawed. He's holy. Amen? She's worth me letting things go. I'm worth her letting things go. Amen? Don't pray to God to get me, though. Please don't do that. Amen? But anyway, anger. We don't need it in our home. Yes or no? Amen? We're human. It happens, but we need to give this to the Lord. Big deal. Keep pushing me, buddy. I know I'm taking too much time. The Bible says be angry and sin not. It's not that you're not going to get angry. Anger is a natural part of who you are. Here's the problem. Then we sin. Amen. Let not the sun go down on your what? Wrath. Another word for anger. Vindictiveness. Vengeance. Bitterness. It's all wrapped together. It's a real, it neither give place to the what? When, you're, when you take that anger into your own hands or vengeance into your own hands or whatever you want to call it. You're pulling a chair up to the devil at your table. You hear me, yes or no? And, and, and a good rule of thumb is too, and it's the Bible, man, don't go to bed with this mess. Amen. Especially, don't try to fix it at the end of the day when you're tired. Amen. That's why it's so important. Lord, you're going to have to handle this. Amen. Okay? So God says, I've got this because you can't handle it. I didn't know what to call this today, so we came up with this, and I'm about halfway to two-thirds through now, and we're, going, we're not going to be super late because I'm wore out, but here we go. Vengeance is the word I chose. Vengeance. Because if, if vengeance has anything in it, it's got some anger. It has some bitterness. It has a lot of stuff in that word. And this is what we need to give to the Lord. We need to give Him all of it. Say all of it. All of it. Because this little bit of anger I'm feeling, if I let it fester, I don't know where it's going to go. I'm going to give it to you, Lord. Say that with me. I'm going to give it to, to you, Lord. I'm going to give it to you, Lord. So vengeance. Human anger is natural. It's not necessarily evil. 
It's a necessary emotion. That is what anger is. It's a necessary emotion. Some things make us angry. And that is necessary. So we're not against, I'm not against, the Bible's not against you getting angry. Be angry and what? Sin what? Not. It's necessary. It happens. It's normal and necessary, but this is a place where sometimes who can get a foothold? Satan can get a foothold. More times than not, Satan gets a foothold right here in our life. Right here. Anger. All this mess. And so, human unrighteous anger is what in the Bible? It's what? It's what? Human unrighteous anger is what in the Bible? It's condemned. If you're angry and you can find any fault you had whatsoever in the situation, I can't call that righteous. Did you hear me? Yes or no? And since you're God, you can't see all the facets of the situation. You might have a little more to do with it than you realize. I'm not saying, I know there are horrible situations, like my mother being murdered, okay? That's a horrible situation. Not every situation you're going to have some involvement. I get that. But that's why it's so important. You need to let God handle this. We can't see it all. Human unrighteous anger is condemned. The Bible says, dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves. Does it say that right there? Avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto what? To wrath. What does that mean? Well, here's what it says. For it is written, say it with me, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Plain English. You give place. You turn this over to Him. God, you you going to have to handle this because I can't. I don't know where it's going to end up. I give it to you because you told me to. The Bible says if your enemy hunger, do what to him? What? Yep. I guess this is a check on if you gave it to the Lord or not. If he's thirsty, give him what? Now watch this. For in so doing, you shall heap coals of fire on his head. That is crazy right there. Here's the way I look at that scripture. Because I'm from the country. All right? I got an enemy. I'm going to punch him in the face. Okay? And that hurt. Hurt him. Okay? But it don't feel near as bad as some hot coals on top of your brain. Did you lose me on that? Did I lose you on that math right there? Okay? You just be kind. You do the right thing. You give this to the Lord. And in so doing, you're going to heap coals of fire on his head. In plain English to me, that is... You've heard it before, I'm going to kill him with kindness. I ain't so sure that's all it's talking about there. There's probably some righteous anger of God involved in all that as well. And when you do right by people, you're heaping coals of fire. I'm telling you, you're giving place unto wrath. You let the Lord handle it. Did I lose you on that? Okay, I'm just trying to do my best. Verse 21, say it with me. Be not overcome of what? But overcome evil with good. How many would say something bad happened to me and it overcome me and I, and I lashed out or I got even or I caused trouble for people? Let me see some hands. I did that. Instead of overcoming evil with good, I overcame it with evil. Let me, come on, who did that before? Anybody in the audience? Yeah. That's what we're talking about today. Give it to the Lord. Give it to the Lord. 
You didn't know you were going to come and get all interviewed today, did you? Rest in the Lord, the Bible says. Instead of you spending all this time just churning up that mess inside of you. See, there's those two sides here, isn't there? There's the getting even. But there's this part it does to you. Makes you sick. Messes with your head. Amen. Yes or no? How many have been hurt before? Something bad happened to you and it messed with your head. Let me see some hands. I mean, it just messed with my head. My mind. The Bible says rest in the Lord. Wait patiently for him. But keep reading. Don't you fret because of him that prospers in his way. Because of the man that brings wicked devices to pass. Cease from what? Quit looking at that. Quit turning it over in your mind. Forsake wrath. Fret not yourself in any wise to do what? Stop thinking about that. For evildoers shall be what? Cut off. And I don't want to be cut off with them. Amen? (laughs) But those that wait upon the Lord, you're going to what? You're going to inherit the earth. No, it might not work out just now like you wanted it to. I get that. And you were hurt. I get that. But there's a bigger picture. There's your life. There's your mental health. There's your stability right now. There's your happiness on the line. Why not give this to the Lord? Y'all hearing me? And it's funny me telling you this because I've struggled with this. So this ain't the pot calling the kettle black up here. Amen? This is, this is black, black. We both got problems. Amen? Got it? Grieve not the Holy Spirit, the Bible says. Look at these scriptures. Grieve, this is huge. Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. We grieve Him. We grieve God. Almighty. When we don't turn this mess over to Him. Look what He says. Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you're sealed unto the day of redemption. You have me and I have you. I'm not going to go anywhere. I've got you. I'm holding you. You can handle anything with me. I'm the comforter. I'm Almighty God. Amen. But watch verse 31. Let all, say it with me, bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all what? I tell you what, that's why I didn't know what to call the message today. You can't just call it anger. And you can't just call it bitterness. And you can't just call it vengeance. This is a six-headed monster at least. You want that in your life? Say, you want to pet that thing? You don't understand what they did to me. You want that mess in your house? God says you grieve me. You need to put it out of your house. Let me handle it. Let me handle it. Say that with me. Let me handle it. Because you can't handle it. This is my daughter's favorite verse in the Bible, Elise. Say it with me. And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Now you're going to see something pop up on the screen now. Pop it up. A six-shooter. I was in my office the other day, and I was reading this. 
And when I came across those six words, I thought of a six-shooter. Six bullets. My mother was shot six times with a three fifty seven Magnum. This is just something we don't need to play with. The man who murdered my mother, my stepfather, was bitter. He was full of wrath. He was very angry. Full of clamor. Evil speaker. Full of malice. You don't want to play with this. Did you hear me? Yes or no? Who wants to do that? Say, you don't understand, Pastor. What happened? You want to play with a loaded gun? Say, that's what you're doing. Is that strong enough for you today? Amen. Are we getting a message today? I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm trying to help us today. I think a lot of us could have done well if somebody would have gotten our face a little earlier and told us this stuff. Amen. Say, <laughs> right from the Bible. Amen. Say, I love God's word. I love that he takes time for me. I matter to him. He wants Gary to do good and do right. Amen. And that for you as well. So remember that. You say, I can handle it, Pastor. I can handle it. You can handle a six-headed monster. You can handle a loaded revolver. Crazy you. How many of you have been so angry in your life or you've had a situation hurt you so bad? You thank God you didn't have a gun. Let me see a hand. You thank God I didn't have a gun. You thank God you didn't have a gun. You're not as stable as you might think you are. This is God talking, not the preacher. This is God's word. Amen. Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the who? The postman? Says the Lord. Amen. Come on. Well, I think I can handle it. Look at this verse. Looking diligently, say it with me. Lest any man fail of the grace of God. Now, there's been all kinds of debates on this verse and what have you. I'm going to go back to plain English. We're saved by grace. We walk by faith, not by sight. I'm going to tell you something, though. you saved by grace, and you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. I agree with that. I believe that. But I'm going to tell you something else. you still got a body wrapped in flesh. And you think you're all that? You think you can handle mess? You can't. Yeah, but, I, you know, I got Jesus. Yeah, and the devil's also got a candidate that he can just screw, screw around with. Amen? Say, it's not a good thing. I looked at this verse. Look diligently. Look diligently. Lest any man fail the grace of God. You need to give things over to the Lord because watch what happens. Lest any root of what? Any root of what? Spring up in you. How many would say that's happened in my life? I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm just saying I'm trying to relate with you a little that something happened in my life and it just got root in me. It took root in me and it hurt me. It caused me some damage. Anybody want to put a hand up and say that with me? God says, be careful. Lest a root of bitterness spring up and trouble you. And look at that last part. And thereby many be what? Now that verse can mean a lot. But here's what it means to me. I don't want bitterness to get in me. 
I've had some bad things happen in my life. But I don't want that to spring up in me. And here's what it means to me. Amen. Good. I don't want Mitchell to be defiled because of daddy's anger. Did you hear me? I don't want Elise to be defiled because of daddy's anger. I'm raising two little girls right now. I don't want Abby to be defiled because of daddy's wanting to get even with people. Sitting around the dinner table talking about it. There's those little ears hear it. You hear me? I don't want many to be defiled because of bitterness in Gary. Amen. Yes or no? God says, Gary, give this to me. you got plenty to do raising them young'uns. Amen. That's what I see. We're not supermen, superwomen. We need to let it go. And i got to quit. For we, for we know him that said, Vengeance belongs to me. I will recompense or repay, says the Lord. And again, the Lord shall judge his people. Say this last part with me. It's a great verse. Say it with me. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Who can do more damage than people? You, your little old puny hands. Or are you putting them over into the hands of the living God? Did you hear me say yes or no? Give those situations. Lord, you're going to have to handle it. Maybe there's something about it I don't understand. Maybe there's parts you don't, I don't see. But the bottom line is, Lord, I'm not fit to do this. I'm not fit to be the judge and the jury. I can't do it. And the executioner. Only you can deal with this. You're God and I'm not. Amen? That's what I see. God is jealous. I didn't get this in the first verse. Look at this great verse from Nahum. Nahum. God is jealous. The Lord revenges. How about you let the Lord revenge, not you? The Lord revenges and is furious. It's funny how that we get mad at God because somebody else did something to us. And we turn on God, and he's the one who loves us. Did I lose you on that? Have you ever thought the Lord is furious because of what somebody did to you? Yes or no? Say. Give it to him. He's furious about it. I like that. The Lord revenge. He's furious. The Lord will take vengeance on his adversaries. And he reserves wrath for his enemies. Why do you need to do all that? The Lord is slow to anger. You ain't sometimes. Aren't you glad the Lord's slow? Can we thank the Lord he's slow to anger? Come on, let's do that. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Great in power. He will not at all acquit the wicked. Stop thinking what somebody did or hurt you real bad, that God's just winking at it. Oh, it wasn't that bad. They're getting by with it. They're not getting by with it. The Lord hath his way in the whirlwind and in the storm. I love that. And the clouds are the dust of his feet. You think he can't handle your mess? Somebody hurts you, whatever you think somebody's done, you're going to get even, you're going to fix it. Why don't you let him fix it? I love that verse. Amen. Woo! 
Look at verse 6. Who can stand before God's indignation? Who can abide in the fierceness of his what? His fury is poured out like fire. The rocks are thrown down by him. I like verse 7. The Lord is good. I love it. A stronghold in the day of trouble. Say that with me. And he knows them that do what? Isn't that a great verse? Nahum. You want to write that down. That's pretty good stuff. Leviticus back in the law says, Thou shalt not avenge nor bear any grudge. Say grudge. Say grudge. How many ever bore a grudge against somebody? Let's see some hands in the house. Don't lie. You shall not avenge nor bear any grudge against the children of your people. How many ever got, how many ever bore a grudge against a family member? Let me see that. Look what the Bible says. But you shall love your neighbors yourself. I'm the Lord. You leave that grudging mess up to me. I'm the Lord. You ain't. Are you feeling the message today? Have you felt like you got run over by the don't get angry truck? Amen. I got to quit, Ray. I'm done. Are we done? I know there's a lot of message, but I'm going to quit right here. I've got about six things. I'm not going to say them. I'll do them real quick, just out loud. Number one. What was number one, Ray? Go ahead, quick. Hit it real quick. Give me number one. Give me number one. Go, 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 Ray. Just push the slides. You're killing me. Where are you, Roger? No, I'm just playing. I love you, buddy. <laughs> anyway, it's okay, buddy. We ain't going to go through the whole message again. That's okay. But the bottom line is, number one was be humble. Number one was be humble. We, can, we don't have to worry about that now, Ray. Number one was be humble. When we try to take things in our own hands, we're being arrogant. We're being proud. Be humble. Number two, forgive. Say forgive. That's a toughie. Where at all you can possibly forgive, forgive. I get that. Okay? Every situation is not the same. Okay? Some people will get in your face and just say, you need to forgive, you need to forgive. When they need to just hush. They don't know what you've been through. I get that. But that's God's. You turn him over to, you forgive and you turn that over to the Lord. Okay? How can then, Pastor, how can I deal with my anger? One of the things I, I thought about was you need to be in the Word every day. You need to read the Bible every day. Say read the Bible. Every day. You need to hide God's Word in your heart that you won't sin against Him. Okay? So, and there's several other things I put down, and we, we, I can't keep doing the whole message, but I think we got the gist. Is that correct? So be humble, forgive, be in the Scriptures, let God handle it. Give it over to the Lord. Amen? Because he can handle it. I can't handle it. Let's thank you for his word this morning. Amen? We're out of time. Praise the Lord. Amen? Boom! I enjoyed it. Praise the Lord. I needed it. Come on.